Hello and welcome to I Heard It On A Podcast, our little corner of the Wild West. I promise this episode will take the rag off the bush. My name is Riley. And my name is Isaiah. That sounds exciting. Yeah, it's basically like promising something to surpass or beat everything else. It will. Yeah. Every every episode we have improves on the last. (laughs) Well, except for the last few. (laughs) Those are okay to skip. But they were our re-entrance into the consistency and quality that is. I heard it on a podcast, yes. and I'd like to take this moment to thank you, listener. I'm not even looking, Isaiah. Looking nope. at Isaiah right now. Looking straight I'm at the microphone. I'm looking straight at the microphone because that represents the listener to me. And I'd just like to thank you, listener, for making this podcast what it is. What it is. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's enough because uh, yeah, we're fine. The rest of this podcast, what it is, is you, Isaiah. I'm looking at you right now. He, he is, and I'm looking, looking at, me. at me right now in the selfie mirror of my phone. Thank you, Riley. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> moving past that, I'm supposed to tell you, Lid. Yes. Okay. So last week you broke my water bottle. Yes, I did. Sorry, and um. <laughs> Uh, Josiah, our other friend, uh-huh. uh, gave me this water bottle like seven years ago. Uh-huh. When did we graduate high school? Uh, it was around then. Yeah. Uh, anyway, a while ago. And um, I've had this same water bottle and I use it pretty much every day since yeah. then. And it's a Nalgene. So it's one of those with the kind of strap that connects the lid that comes off. And the strap broke, but everything else still worked fine. So I went into Shields, Mm -hmm. and Lauren and I were looking for just a lid to replace because the rest of the body of the water bottle looks fine. And Lauren asks one of the workers there uh, if they sell just the lids. And they do for the narrow-mouthed Nalgenes, but not for the wide-mouthed Nalgenes. Weird. And so Lauren was talking to the employee person and she said did you buy the water bottle here and lauren was like uh honestly i don't really remember uh it was a while ago and so the employee was like what color was it and she pointed to it they had the exact same kind at shields Uh and she was like okay and so she picked it off off the shelf and just ripped the lid off (laughs) and handed it to lauren and she was like okay what do i do with this she was like just take it That's so and weird. I was like, "Do I? Where do we pay? For, what? Do, how do I pay for it?" She was like, "You don't." <laughs> so that's so, so I, I was like, "You mean we just leave?" And she was like, "Yeah." <laughs> and so she like carried the water bottle without a lid to the back. I guess I think Shields has one of those programs where if something's broken or it it has a warranty or something yeah. like that, when you buy it, you can bring it back to get repaired. Nalgene also has one of those programs, but I didn't think it would still be in uh, under that warranty yeah. since it's been at least five years. Yeah, probably more like eight now. Yeah. Um. So I didn't even bother. I was just gonna, you know, buy spend six dollars or whatever to get a new lid. Yeah. And that's, I, that seemed like a perfectly reasonable uh, plan, but. I guess this is my strategy for na- from now on because the body of the water bottle is totally fine. Yeah. It, if I t- keep treating it how I am, it'll be fine for 
30 years. Right. And I can just keep going back to Shields every couple of years <laughs> getting and hopefully lids. getting a cool employee like that who will just give me a free lid. So I have one water bottle that was probably like less than $30 to begin with that'll last me until I die. <laughs> I just like, I don't, I guess I don't get the thought process behind like not just giving you the whole water bottle. Like why would she just rip the lid off and give it to you and like go throw the other part of the water bottle away? <laughs> well, I understand not being able to like give a whole functioning piece of equipment yeah. away for free just because yeah. I said like, hey, I have one of these and it broke. Yeah. Because if so, then I'm, I happen to have a paddleboard that right. broke. Totally. Um, but those kinds of things, companies have like um, theft and damage, yeah. kind of like a 5% theft and damage built into their yeah. systems. Right. And so they just expect that a small percentage of their sales are lost to like petty theft and shoplifting and damage from deliveries yeah. or it falls off the shelf and someone stepped on it and stuff like that. So maybe the employee was just going to count it as one of those types of things. Market destroyed or whatever. Yeah. yeah. That so, makes sense. In the grand scheme of like Shields sales, yeah. it matter, doesn't matter at all. Yeah, because you go and you buy a $90 pair of leggings. <laughs> right, to offset that like $30. So many lids. <laughs> Yeah. So I don't feel bad at all. Yeah. If it was like some small business, I maybe would have cared more, but uh, I didn't, I wasn't really sure where else would have carried specifically this type of Nalgene lid. Yeah. Anyway, that's my story. That's, it's a good story. It's pretty entertaining. Yeah. Just, uh, it, yeah, it blows my mind. It reminds me of like when I worked at Target, we used to always like defect food out and then go eat it because we were hungry. <laughs> yeah. Like, Oh, these donuts go bad pretty soon. Let's defect them and go eat them. <laughs> Clever girl. Yeah, it was great. We got a lot of free bad food, but whatever. Um, okay, so, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, I'd like to take a trip down memory lane. Okay. Because 15 years ago, to this date of recording, June the 29th, two things happened 15 years ago that changed the world forever. And I'm kind of shocked they happened on the same day. So this was June 29th, 2007, which like I vaguely remember. We were 10. Yeah. So like old enough to remember stuff. And it's, well, you know, nine. I remember both of these events, but I don't remember them being the same day. And so it's kind of crazy. But event number one was on June 29th, 2007. The first iPhone was released. Really? And I remember my grandma and aunt... I'm pretty sure both flew to Las Vegas and stood in line like at an Apple store there to get like some of the first iPhones. Really? I'm pretty sure that's a memory that's, I have. That's cutting edge. So yeah, they like really wanted them and they were so cool. And like the first iPhone you couldn't download apps on, like you just had what was built into it. Like any other phone. Yeah. At the time. And it was still so cool and like so revolutionary. But that was 15 years ago. Like that's crazy. How far we've come. Yeah. So far. And or fallen. Yes. Mm -hmm. Now there's too many apps to be able to download. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that was 15 years ago, which is crazy. And the other thing that happened 15 years ago is Ratatouille came out, oh. which I think is one of my favorite movies. I love Ratatouille. Oh man. I was watching a YouTube video where someone ranked Pixar movies uh -huh. and um, obviously some were at the bottom and obviously some were at the top, but the very tippy top of the list was Ratatouille, yeah. and I think that that's where it belongs. It's yeah. my it's my favorite pers personally, my favorite yeah Pixar movie, and uh, it's 
great. Yeah, it's really good. And I remember we saw it in the theater. I don't know if we saw it like the day it came out, um, but we saw it in the theater pretty quick after it came out. And like the scenes when they like, he's like eating the food and like trying them together and there's like all the like dancing colors and music and stuff. Like that was the first time I can remember my mind like being blown at the movie theater. Like this is so, like it sounds so good and it's so beautiful and there's so many colors and it's just amazing. Yeah. And like I distinctly like have that memory of like going to the movie theater with my family and like looking at the colors and listening to the sound and like that was 15 years ago. Like it's crazy to think that like we can remember stuff that was 15 years ago. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so here's a few questions. Okay. Which of those two events impacted the world more? It has to be the iPhone. Okay, you sure. But which one impacted me more? Ratatouille. <laughs> really? Yeah, I, I think so. I don't okay. know. I didn't care about the first iPhone. I was 10. <laughs> okay, which one of those two is more emotionally important to the world? To the world? Yeah. The iPhone. <laughs> Emotionally important? I think to the world, yeah. Why? Why, why is the iPhone an emotionally significant event? Oh, well, I don't know. I feel like a lot of people are emotionally attached to their phones. Um, okay, because they're smart now? Like, were people not emotionally attached to them 20 years ago? I th- Not to the extent they are now. Hmm. Yeah, so I think that like kind of kick-started our modern society and the way that we like interact with each other and like consume media <laughs> that's deep so, i didn't think about it that way yeah so that's kind of intense like i love ratatouille but the iphone has way the heck more cultural impact than ratatouille did as sad as that is like ratatouille is great i know people who haven't seen ratatouille still which is insane to me but everyone knows what an iphone is so <laughs> yeah okay last question okay which one required more artistic prowess hmm. the original iphone is kind of like fugly so <laughs> Well, Probably Ratatouille. <laughs> in the next, I heard it on a podcast episode, a little teaser here, we're talking about what even is art. So mm-hmm. you could argue that like programming and design and yeah. pushing the limits of all those things yeah. is art too. So keep that in mind. I would argue that, and I would argue that like I've seen some cool art pieces we can talk about on the next episode that like involve technology and stuff like that. But like the original iPhone is like so 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 ugly like it was technologically cool but like i don't know and maybe it was like i can't remember like 2007 like i'm trying to think of even what like other phones looked like like blackberries and like nokia's and stuff like that maybe i had one of those slide phones that like was um it had nine or 11 keys or whatever on the front and then you slid it up and it was a full keyboard yeah and i was so fast at texting man yeah I don't know. I mean, like, the old original iPhone, it's, like, a chunky bezels, and it's, like, half black plastic, half stainless steel. And, like, I don't know. I think there's just something inherent about technology that is old that looks ugly because it looks dated. And that's just the yeah. nature of, like, if you're cutting edge and, like, pushing the boundary at one point, then it's going to look extra dated later because you're pushing the boundary. Um, and kind of like it might be how like back then, like looking at, you know, those old beige like computer monitors that were like cubes, mm-hmm. like those looked super dated. But when those were new, they like obviously looked new and fancy and like high tech and cutting that's edge. So, and, that's mind blowing to it's me. It's so weird. I don't know. I don't think you've ever watched the show Mr. Robot. No. Okay. So um, there's a part of the show where the main character's dad like owns a computer repair store mm-hmm. and they sell like computer parts and stuff like that. And it's funny because I'm pretty sure he, like, growing up, 
when this, because he flashes back to it. And it was in kind of like the late 80s, early 90s when he was a kid. <clears throat> and the dad's like selling like all of this computer hardware that's like from the 90s. And like there's ads like up in the window for like super fast, like 128 kilobyte RAM. And like all these things are like ancient and like worth less than trash now. <laughs> but like people are going in and spending hundreds of dollars on it. And it was yeah. like kind of surreal to me to be like, this is true. Like there's always something cutting edge and in as little as like 15 years, it could be just garbage mm-hmm. and like nobody wants it. And like it is dated and like ugly. Not could will. Yeah. A hundred percent will. And so like, like we will be having the same conversation in 15 years about current technology. Yeah. So that was kind of a little surreal to me and like, just kind of weird to like, cause like, I don't know. I haven't been alive that long. I don't have like, a vast array of life experience behind me and like I haven't been into like technology for that long either and so like mm-hmm. it just seems like I don't know I've kind of felt in my mind like oh I'm gonna like arrive at some point and I'll like have everything that like I want technology wise but like that's not true like it always mm-hmm. is gonna be like continuously evolving and so in a way that's exciting and in a way it's also sad <laughs> right well all that to say things like movies can live kind of in their own world and mm-hmm. and be artistically perfect for what they had at the time. Yeah. Like I don't know, a movie made in the 80s obviously doesn't have the CGI power that a movie does now, but it a, a lot of times movies made in the 80s could still be better movies than ones made now just cuz they had better other artistic values. Yeah. So the answer to that question is Ratatouille has more artistic prowess than the yes, iPhone. I would say yes. Great. Cool. All right. Well, let's move on. That was a good conversation. Thanks for 15 years of fun, Ratatouille. Mm-hmm. Probably we'll watch you again soon. <laughs> okay. I want to talk a little bit about augmented reality and virtual reality. So we talked about this a little bit in, a, in an episode a while back. We talked about the metaverse and kind of like the fact that you can buy real estate in it and like Mm -hmm. live your life and whatever. Um, and that's made possible through VR. Like, yeah. In, in a sense you can experience your real estate through VR. It doesn't have to be through VR, but it's better. Right. Snoop Dogg looks more real. More like he's actually below you when you're looking down from your (laughs) house above his house. Right. (laughs) Um, but yeah, so I wanted to talk a little bit about this. Um, this is going to be more of like an opinion piece, I would say, and not really... Not hard, not our not usual hard-hitting hard facts. Truth and facts. Um, I've got a little bit of research that I like have pulled up, and it's, I don't know, it's interesting. But it seems to me like there's, there has been for several years this big push into VR and saying like VR is the future of like how we consume media and how we interact with each other as a species and like how we train... Uh, surgeons to do surgery and how we teach astronauts how to be in space and just like VR is the future. It's kind of Mm -hmm. been the push. Um, Whereas augmented reality is kind of like a weird, like middle child of like, it's like kind of forgotten and like some people use it for some stuff, but it hasn't really been uh, this like huge technological advance that people are claiming is the future until recently, I would say. Hmm. Um, So, Super fast, I'll just explain. Virtual reality is where you wear this virtual reality headset that has two screens that sit in front of your eyes, and it goes on your head and it can track your head movement. And they then can project onto these two screens images that track with your head, and you can kind of just, it's basically like you're 
sitting in whatever the virtual experience is. You basically replace everything that you were seeing with something else. Yes. Whereas augmented reality is typically projected um, information or content or whatever onto the world around you. So um, it doesn't replace the world around you. It's meant to enhance what's going on around you, basically. So definitely different purposes, different reasons to use one over the other, I think. Um, But the reality of it is virtual reality is at this point much more fleshed out and like consumer ready and has more practical use cases for the average person than augmented reality does at this point. Um, Something that some people might have used that's augmented reality. Well, there's two things. One is like if you're shopping on Amazon, you can like pick to like see Mm -hmm. something in your room and it'll kind of pop up like a little like the chair or the table or whatever you're looking at and you can kind of position it and like see what it might look like and stuff like that. The other one is like Pokemon Go, like that was augmented reality and you could like see the Pokemon in front of you and like that kind of stuff. But stuff that's like smartphone based isn't very immersive because you're still just looking like through your little phone camera. And so it doesn't become like this experience that VR could be. But there's a lot of companies that are working on AR headsets. Really? And this would be something that's kind of like a VR headset and that like you wear it on your head, it can track your head, it can like tell where your eyes are looking, but it's transparent or it has cameras built in so you can like see around you and then it can read with sensors everything around you and kind of place content and information in the world around you. So um, Apple is working on one that like is, it's kind of been like rumored for a while, but now it's kind of sounding more solid, like it's going to release in 2023. And this is more of like a consumer focused one. It's going to be more dedicated or more geared towards, you know, like content consumption and like watching you know, content and being able to like improve like the average person's everyday life basically. Um, but there's also companies like Microsoft has been working on their projects. I think it's called HoloLens right now um, for years. And it's kind of like these, this big old set of glasses and theirs is more focused towards like um, one of their big things I think is like training surgeons and they basically do it by, you can put this on, go into a room and the HoloLens will like read where the table is and it will project like a person onto the table. And then you can interact. You wear these little like weird fingertip sensors. Like you kind of slide one onto each of your fingers and okay. it can tell where all of your fingers are. So then it lays out like all of the instruments on the table virtually. Like they're not actually there, mm-hmm. but you can pick which one you want, pick it up and like go and like perform a surgery. Are the fingertip things haptic? I'm not entirely sure how that works. It's mostly probably just for tracking, so you probably can't actually feel anything. Uh-huh. Um, but it's still like an interesting thing. Or, you know, like another use case for this would be um I don't know, you could really kind of train anyone with this. But it's it's interesting because like there are some use cases where VR is better in the sense. Like I feel like if you're like a like if you're like training a pilot or an astronaut, like VR would probably be better because you can give it the full immersion of like okay, like you're in the cockpit and like you can look around and everything looks like the cockpit and like kind of familiarize yourself with that. Whereas there's other things where like it's helpful to be able to like see what's around you and see like your body and see what you're doing and like have that more precise control or whatever. Right. Um, But AR to me is like, I think I'm more excited about that because I think it has more possibility to like improve 
people's day-to-day lives and it be seems less more of, accessible yeah and less of like something that's meant to like escape and consume content more of something that's meant to like improve your like time in the moment um however uh, i think we watched this black mirror episode together there's a black mirror episode where like everybody gets these ar contacts and they you know can interact with them in real time mm-hmm. and when you see someone, it can automatically pull up their social profile and everyone kind of ends up with like this social score. Yeah. And so like, if you have like a high social score, people want to be around you. And if it's low, people will avoid you. Yeah. Is that the one where people with a high score basically like have more control? Yeah. Like a higher rated score person rating someone has more impact on that person's score. Yep. And like your like rating depends on, or it can influence if you get like apartments and jobs and like, yeah, cause it's everything. And so this one, like in the episode, this girl like is pretty highly ranked and just like a series of unfortunate events happens, like small stuff that like sends her on this tailspin down until she's like a social pariah basically. And like, and everyone can see it. Yeah. And everyone can see it. And so like, it's crazy. And I think there's just one scene where they're like, basically have lost the ability to like have human contact. Cause she gets into this elevator with someone she like vaguely knows at work, I think, and they're trying to think of something to talk about like with each other. So they both like, you know, their profiles are both up there. So they're both like scrolling through each other's profile to like find a talking point. Mm. And like stuff like that is what scares me. I think about technology like this is like, you know, any technology always has like that dark, like dystopian side to it. Yeah. And AR is one of those technologies that I feel like could like drastically change the way like our society interacts with each other. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So let's talk, let's talk about it. Okay. Well, my first thought is: Is this Google Glass slash what was Google Glass? Yeah. And would this have like functional use today, or or would we have to wait like twenty years to actually link it with facial recognition software and? Uh, Instagram to get even if we wanted to get to our dystopian weird future, right? Could we do that this this year, even if we wanted? Yeah. Okay. So Google Glass for a while was meant to be a consumer product, but that department pivoted and now it's just like a uh, enterprise product. Um, okay. Marketed kind of towards like training people and kind of also monitoring people. So like their examples in their web page are like. There's like someone training. Um, there's someone who's like getting feedback on their workflow, like on a video call, so everyone can see what they're seeing and can kind of like point mm-hmm. things out to them in real time. Um, things like this mechanic here, like you can, you could have theoretically, like it could have, um, oh, what are they called? Blown out like diagrams, like where like it can show you all of the parts of like an assembly like expanded so like if you needed to know how to like take apart like a brake rotor or like a brake caliper assembly or whatever it can like show you what it looks like pulled apart and then you can like follow it piece by piece so kind of like things like that is what it's focusing on okay um apple's on the other hand ar headset is going to be i don't know there's not a lot of details on it but it's definitely going to be more focused on day-to-day life stuff but even my day-to-day life stuff would be basically an AR version of 
consuming stuff or maybe a more user friendly version of what you basically just described yeah. like oh man my garbage disposal's not working instead of watching a youtube video about it let me pull up a diagram on how to do it and then you know tony stark yeah it and dissect it in my augmented reality right. with my google glass yeah. or apple glass <laughs> so i i just don't really understand i i'm this makes me sound old but i don't really understand what i would need it for yeah i don't know let's let's like we'll walk through one of your days and you can kind of talk to me about your day and then i will try to suggest use cases but i think before we get into that i think it's kind of like you know like when you don't have a smartwatch you're like that's dumb like why would i want a smartwatch i can just look at my phone like what's the use case like it's cool but it, you know whatever yeah and then you get one and you're like oh you use it for a lot more than you thought and it might not be like a necessity but it's like just a convenient thing I'm um, also sorry for the background noise. It's storming really hard right now. So hopefully that doesn't impact this too much. But um, yeah, so let's walk through a day and I'm going to try to suggest my thoughts on use cases for what you could use some okay. a technology like this for. I do want to circle back to the uh, Apple Watch okay. example because okay. I thought that brings up a good point. Okay. okay, so my day, I wake up, my alarm goes off on my phone. Uh -huh. um, then I go to the bathroom mm -hmm. and uh, start working like 10 minutes after I wake up. Yeah. And, uh, and then I make some tea and, and usually eat some cereal while I work. Okay. And uh, I'm looking at two monitors uh -huh. while I'm working. Uh -huh. Sometimes three if I have my laptop open <laughs> while I'm doing that. Ooh. Wow. You might have just gotten struck by lightning. <laughs> um. And uh, every once in a while, I get up and uh, do something else, like go to the bathroom uh, or get some food or a snack or make some more tea. Mm -hmm. or, uh, but that's basically what I do most of the day. And then when I have lunch, I um, usually listen to a book on tape or a podcast uh -huh. while I make lunch and while I eat lunch. And then I work again until I'm done. And then when I'm done, I frequently like watch YouTube or TV. Sure. And okay. then at, at, after work, after that, like around dinner time and after dinner time, it varies depending sure. on the day. Sure. Okay. Well, let me, let me try to think of some things here. So let's say when you wake up, your alarm goes off and you might not want this, but you could have it like immediately show your notifications like popping up. Kind of maybe not ideal, but it's a possibility. And I'm going to think about this as like... So does that mean I have to wear my glasses to bed? Well, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to think about it as like there's, you know, near term it's going to be like some sort of headset, but long term it would be some sort of maybe like contact or like implant uh -huh. or whatever. So kind of both of those. Um, and then you get up, you go to the bathroom. Let's say it can like... it can tell like it can tell you about like how your sleep was and it can tell you about like how hydrated you are and it can pop up like a little like here's what you need to do today for like your health and like all that kind of stuff um and then you brush your teeth and so as you're brushing your teeth on the mirror a little like timer pops up and it counts down as you're brushing your teeth and then it tells you like when you should be done brushing your teeth and then you go downstairs and you make breakfast and you get tea and that kind of stuff 
Um, <laughs> in a dystopian future, the glasses could project an ad onto your cereal box that's like tailored to you that morning. Sure. But we're not going to think about that. We're going to think about the positive uses for this. So let's I'm sure, say... I'm sure that there would be ads literally everywhere you look, like on your walls and <laughs> like on the inside of your eyelids when you close your eyes. Like if they were your if they were contacts, yeah. you couldn't not look at them. If right. there were glasses, you could at least close your eyes. <laughs> yeah. well, and like while you're driving, you're like, all right, this is, I'm an, I've had enough. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, I, okay, keep going. Let's just, yeah, we'll go utopian for a little bit. Um, and then as you make your tea, you can say, set it down on the table. And the time we actually did get struck by lightning, the laptop flickered a little bit. I'm going to unplug it from the wall. Okay. Um, so as you sit down, you can have your tea sitting on the counter and you can have a timer that's counting down the steep time for that specific tea. And it can even be like highlighted in like a specific color. So you know, like where you put your tea down and you don't just like lose it. Cause I do that sometimes I like put it down and then I walk around for a while and I can't remember where the heck I put my tea. Um, and then you want to go to work, but you don't need like a stupid like desk and monitors and stuff. You just go and you sit like on the couch and the window then becomes like a monitor and all of your work just comes up there and you can be like looking outside instead of a like wallpaper, you have real life nature outside and all of your work just goes that would actually be cool. Yeah. Um, okay. So then you're working for a while. Let's say you get up and you need to make lunch. And so you go to your fridge and you don't know what to have. And so you just open your fridge and it goes through and looks at all of the ingredients in your fridge and suggests recipes for you and then shows you where all of the ingredients are in your fridge. So you can take them out and then as you go, you can not have to measure things because it can just see how much you're pouring of whatever and tells you when to stop or tells you how much to cut off or when like something is done cooking. And then you eat your delicious lunch that you made and you go back to work, same kind of thing, same situation. Um, and then you get off work and you want to watch TV. And so you can just go and sit on the couch and here's an idea. What if like you want to watch a specific like TV show, but Lauren wants to watch like a movie or something. Usually you're just both like put in headphones or whatever. And like, no, usually we would compromise. Sure. sure. Okay. That's healthy, but whatever. <laughs> um, but in this case you could both be sitting on the couch looking at the same wall, but be watching different things at the same time. Um, <laughs> which maybe is not appealing, but you whatever. S- you think you're describing a utopia, but you're describing it's a dystopia. dystopia. Um, you basically are describing like a, a, <laughs> a an ape with <laughs> glasses. I don't need a brain to do any of the things that you've described. That's true. I don't need to know how to cook. I don't need to know how to count. I don't need to know how to measure. <laughs> I don't need to know how long to brush my teeth or how to make tea or how to cook anything. I... This is probably in the future where working isn't actually necessary because robots have all of our jobs. We'll talk about uh, uh, universal basic income in a future future episode. <laughs> <We> so well, <laughs> but basically anything that I would have need to like learn or create a skill or uh, like develop some sort of experience in these glasses would do it for me. And I'm basically some like fleshy robot <laughs> that moves around doing stuff just to make myself feel like I have a life. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I can see that. And I see why that's not a great example. Which brings me back to the point about having a smartwatch. Uh-huh. 
even with my current watch that could theoretically notify me and tell me about like standing up and having to do all that stuff, I have it do the bare minimum because I don't, I, I could probably have it tell me every time I get an email mm-hmm. or when I need to stand up or when I'm go- about to go on a rant and my heart rate is elevated, like right now. <laughs> but I don't want it to do that because I don't need those things to function mm-hmm. in my yeah. life. Like, I, lo- I will eventually check my email. I will eventually look at my heart rate and realize, oh, wow, I went on a rant. Maybe I shouldn't do that in the future. But it's probably not going to, like, determine my life expectancy. Right. So adding these capabilities I don't think would improve my life. I think it would actually deteriorate my mm. quality of life. Interesting. I can see that. Okay. What about... Instead of using it for all these useful things, useful quote unquote, what if I would you say just use it mundane day to day things yeah. are the problem. Yeah. What if you use it for entertainment still, and you can watch TV, but everyone's in your house <laughs> and you're like in the middle of the TV show? <laughs> what? I don't know. Just like there's like holograms basically, <laughs> like interacting inside your house and you can like go stand in between so i would watch friends but i'm like act like it it's projected into my actual home yeah what if the tv show you're watching is larger than the space like what if i'm watching game of thrones and there's a <laughs> castle but i live in you have a 900 outside, square foot apartment <laughs> <laughs> you have to go outside hmm. Hmm. Uh, i don't think i would want that okay because so. it snows a lot here, and it's hot a lot here, and I almost got—I would have been struck by lightning if I was like watching TV times. outside yeah. right now. <laughs> okay, um, so would you say you'd lean more towards being interested in VR? Yeah, kind of opposed generally. to both. Okay, I mean, I'm okay without either in my life yeah. right now. I think I'm—I'm I'm already living a pretty cushy life. Yeah, but if if someone was like, "I'll pay for either one of these to be implemented flawlessly in your life." I'd probably pick VR. Okay. Why is that? Um, because I already uh, have allotted, for better or for worse, a certain amount of kind of escapism, consumerism of content in mm-hmm. my life, whether that's through some video games or some TV shows or some movies or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I think that VR could improve those experiences more than AR could improve either those experiences or just trying to tack on a little bit of whatever to my regular life. Yeah. And so I would rather lean more into the like really cool 360 IMAX kind of versions of movies, yeah. which I think VR probably could get to mm-hmm. someday soon. Yeah. If not already, um, rather than whatever AR would do for me, which I think might even be bad. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's fair. I can see that. I think, I don't know. I think I'm interested in both of them. And I'm curious because I've never like owned either of them, obviously. Like I I don't have much experience. Like I've used VR headsets a couple of times, but just like some of the early, like very crude implementations, I guess, of them. And I've never used anything like artificial reality besides my phone. So I'm kind of curious to like try them both out and kind of see. Um, I think one area that AR could be really cool and actually pretty useful is like when you're driving, it could, you know, show you your Mm -hmm. speed and like show you directions, you know, almost like a heads up display, but it's like always there in front of you 
and it could kind of like help alert you of like things you should be paying attention to and like kind of I think there's a lot of things that that would be very useful for but as artificial reality matures you know self-driving cars are also maturing very fast and so like that could be a very like yeah. useful use case that isn't useful for long because soon the car will just do it for you anyway so it'd be like those huge iPads that are in cars right now but just overlaid in front of your eyes like all kind the information well, that's on your those. car has like a headset display right yeah, but it only shows my speed. Right. So this would be kind of the same thing. Like, it'd almost be, you know, if you play, like, a racing game, like a racing yeah. video game, yes. you see, like, your speed and the gear, and, like, it's all, but it's all kind of, like, around the edges. Yeah. So that's kind of what I'm picturing. You could have, like, you know, turn-by-turn directions. You could have, like, the song that's playing now. You could have, like, your speed. You could have how much gas you have left. It could be, like, highlighting, like, oh, this car's coming at you kind of fast. Like, look over here. I could kind of flash that at you. Um, so that's, like, an interesting... Mm, possibility and they already kind of use like you know in the military they have heads up displays built into the visors of fighter pilots helmets right and that's kind of the same thing like it overlays you know critical information about the plane on their headset um but again like there's only a certain amount of time that's going to be useful because people aren't going to want to drive themselves you know once that's mature like yeah it's better to just sit there and be on your phone or like on your vr headset you know like (laughs) I am annoyed with the amount of things that my car tries to tell me, and I know that it's just trying to keep me safe, and mm. I would rather be annoyed with my car than unsafe in my car. Yeah. But it's still annoying when it thinks that I'm about to crash into the car in front of me, but it's really just turning, and yeah. I'm going to go around it. Yeah. Um, all that said, I would much rather it just drive for me and yeah. let like let it know best. And if it thinks that it needs to stop because the car is turning, fine, I'll be 12 seconds late <laughs> right you know yeah <laughs> i don't care but yeah. you make that decision and i'll just sit here and watch more content yeah exactly <laughs> consume more garbage so it yeah so it sounds like we've got probably the lean towards vr a little bit i'm in my opinion yeah. that's that's what would be more useful to me yeah. but i i think that a, ar has potential i just don't personally see the practicality of it uh, replacing something or improving something that I think needs improving. Yeah. I think, I don't know, I'm interested. I would love to get like a VR setup and they're getting to the point where they're more affordable. Um, I would probably get something that like hooks up to my computer and I can play games on or whatever or like mm-hmm. watch TV or whatever. Um, but I basically buy everything that Apple makes at all and so I will probably end up buying the like Apple ar headset when it comes out hopefully next year so maybe we can have a revisit episode on the podcast where we like try it out and I see definitely what it's try like. it yeah so okay cool well i think that's a good discussion let's uh let's wrap it up there thank you for listening to i heard it on a podcast we've got new episodes every monday and wednesday that you can find wherever you get your podcasts if you liked what you heard today and you know someone else who likes um becoming a what did you call it meaty robot <laughs> send this their way <laughs> As always, you can reach us at I heard it on a podcast at gmail.com. I think I said flesh robot. Mm. A meaty robot, I think, is like a powerful, beefy, beefy yeah. robot that yeah. gets the job done. Yeah, we're just fleshy meat bags. We're just flesh mat bags. <laughs>